It's time for the Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about our lives as parents, partners, artists, coaches, and amateur scientists. As punks, we love to create, to explore, to fail, to learn, and to listen to loud music, and to share it all with you. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hey, Kate. I am Rob Stenzinger. Nice to meet you, Robbie. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually more for the audience than you. <laughs> okay, good. But I'd like to greet you, though. It's nice. We're starting the show, and it's like, it's good to be here. It is good to be here. Mm. Um, we've been a little, um, you know, adjusting to new normal, as I think everybody out there has, um, with the experience of sheltering at home or stay-at-home orders or what have you with the COVID-19 virus going on here in 2020. Um, but um, we're adjusting, and I feel like we're starting to... Um, Figure it out a little bit better. I don't know. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I think at least in the gosh, how are, are some dimensions where I think it? I feel like we are functioning a little bit better, and it's through we we sort of how do I no? What do I mean by functioning better? You know, what it I seems think? so chaotic. Like so, first few weeks it was like I don't know, just watch a movie. Ah, <laughs> and um, yeah, but we got a I lot think- better than that in time. I think we're getting better at adjusting more quickly. Mm. That's what I think. <laughs> and the reason, the only reason I bring it up is I'm hopeful that we can get back to a more regular podcast schedule. Mm. Um, the first several weeks, you know, every time podcasting would pop up, um, either one of us having kind of an idea or it showing up on the calendar, I just would take a deep breath and say, I'm kind of not ready to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's a matter of like having something to say and also feeling ready and comfortable to say it and however yeah. it's, it's going to come out. And if you're in a state of just like, wow, we survived this day. This was I just want to lay in a beanbag. And sometimes um, I didn't even feel like I had survived the day, but I had completed the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you know, to be specific, in review, it's um, both of us working from home, and yeah. that's great. But then both of us working from home, actually doing uh, the facilitating of two elementary school age kids, um, way logistically harder than I would have ever expected. And um, that's uh, and and then that's not just to to complain. I mean, you know, so many people are dealing with this. I'm saying that I can have feelings about it, and uh, I'm just sharing. So yeah, it's, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's super challenging. And I'm proud that we've been trying to, um, you know, support each other and ourselves emotionally and um, uh, keep looking at this as a challenge that we can face and we can puzzle out and learn together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're so fortunate in so many ways. And the fact that both of us are still working and that's something we're incredibly grateful for. And the fact that we're all healthy, all of us in our family um, have remained healthy through this time. So those are things we're, we're very, mm-hmm. um, on a daily basis, very much uh, grateful for. So we're back to podcasting and I'm super excited about that. And tonight we're going to talk about what we've been working on. Okay. So just talk about some of the creative projects, um, what we've been working on, what's working. Mm -hmm. Maybe if there's something that's not working, let's share that as well. I think that's a neat pattern, just that that basic thing of looking back and doing a little bit of reflection. Huge fan of that. and then Huge fan. I don't think we can um, understate how big a fan you are of reflection. 
<laughs> yeah. So your bread is buttered right there. It's as if I get commission. If when someone right? when someone journals, I get paid. <laughs> I, how do we get this set up? This it doesn't this work is, like that. But oh, that would be good. I do believe in it almost that hard. I you like, do, yeah. So you do, and and you know anything that happens to us, it is. Well, what did you learn from that? Let's reflect back on how that went. What could have gone differently? What could have gone all better? Still choose to live here. <laughs> I know we kind of love it. Yeah, it's well good. I think I can, I can sell it, it well too. Well, we love it sometimes, um, not as much in the moment. Mm. As, as sometimes there's a delay in our love. Fair enough. Because, yeah, it can be uncomfortable looking back and saying, like, well, what's working, what hasn't been working, um, when it's like you're in that situation where I just want to be in a beanbag. It's been, it's been a day and right? stuff. But then but or by doing I'm a, that, you get or to be, yeah. I'm a little child who hasn't mastered all my feelings and emotions yet. And yeah. so blank you in your reflection. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, which, since you bring that up, sort of, um, we we have uh, we don't have like a laissez-faire swearing household, right? But but I would say <laughs> it's it's um, compared to the house I grew up in, yeah, yeah, yes, we do. yes, we do, fair <laughs> enough. Um, but the framework is is being intentional and not lazy swearing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no lazy swearing allowed, and and everybody That's, understands that rule, yeah. which is really funny that you know we've got young kids who understand. That lazy swearing's not allowed. And sometimes when they really want to lazy swear, you see them stop and think about it. And I Is this worth a lecture? Well, and not only that, <laughs> but they'll stop and turn to us and say, Okay, can I just say like three swear words right now? Like, can I just get it out? <laughs> sure. You know, where it's like can How much I... is three swears gonna cost? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Fun side topic. Um, but we've been making stuff. Figuring it out as we as we go here. I mean, some of the with some projects that started before the pandemic situation, and some that that have, um, I guess, have had like due dates <laughs> during during, sure. and which caused uh, the need to well complete or things that have just changed. You know, I mean, a lot of things have just shifted and changed. Sure, um, like well, a lot of events have gone virtual or have postponed, yeah, um, or canceled. So, um, speaking of events and that kind of project, do you have anything of that nature? Why, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I had just natural. Yes, <laughs> I have one of the things that I've been working on, and this has been kind of fun for me. Is um, I had agreed to do a workshop um, for the company that I work for. Um, I do um, occasionally volunteer with kind of the training teams or the the HR teams, kind of depending on who who's looking for something. I will volunteer and do some different workshops or um, facilitate some conversations um, around some of the things that I do with the co- my coaching business. So unrelated. Um, oh, or related, right? Related, so yes. Sorry. It's like you can find a way. Um, your your side gig can help your other gigs, right? Yes. And I really enjoy doing that. Um, and so I just recently had an opportunity to do a workshop on career conversations. And um, it was supposed to be at a, an all-day event that the company was planning, which, of course, had to get moved to a virtual event. So what they ended up doing was spreading it over two days. Um, and instead of running you know, workshops at the same time, 
that they would do when we were in person and people could pick and choose, they ran it over two days and everybody had an individual spot. Um, so that was a lot of fun and really interesting. And I don't know, it felt really good. It was um, a topic that I've done a lot of kind of presenting on in different ways, but never kind of pulled all together as this individual workshop on career conversations. And so really the premise of it was, um, how do you have, as a manager or a leader of people, how do you sit with your team mem- team members and have a career conversation? How do you understand where they want to go um, with their career so that you know anything from what projects to give them to who to help them network with to, um, and it, it doesn't have to be somebody who wants to leave the team, you know, although that could be it, um, but just understanding people's career path and why that's important. But then also from the perspective of as a person, as an employee, um, how do you have that conversation with your manager and how do you kind of present that, um, <laughs> how do you present that right information um, or in a, in a way that you're comfortable with and that they're comfortable with. And then I have a bunch of tools and stuff that I shared with people. So it was fun. It was good. Um, I ran a little long. I'm sure you're surprised. Um, that, you know, um, I don't know. It's just weird. I think I'm still really adjusting to that format. So you did a virtual live presentation. Yes. Yep. So it was, it was a virtual live, but they had all of the attendees muted, right? So mm-hmm. nobody could go, that's a load of hooey, lady. That'll you know? never work. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I like to do very interactive things when I present. So I had tried to translate a lot of that interactiveness. Um, so I did some polling where, you know, people had to answer just yes, no questions so that we could say so that everybody could kind of see where the group fit. Mm. Um, so like one of the polling questions was simply, do you have a professional three to five year plan? And yes, no. And I'm very clear with people, and this is a big soapbox of mine, is I don't care if you've got a, a two-year plan, if you've got a 10-year plan, then your answer is yes. The number is irrelevant. The, you know, mm-hmm. There's no magic in that. It's whatever works for you. But do you have a career plan? Yes or no? And it was almost exactly 50-50. <laughs> it was wow. really crazy. So that surprised you? The- it did surprise me okay. that half the people that chose to attend this workshop, and I had, you know, I had 150, 160 people um, online, so you know it was a good it was a good group to kind of get hmm. a num- you know numbers from. Very interesting. Yeah. So that's always fun. I love to find su- surprise in, yeah. in the in the data, and then start to you know that's a that's a potential signal to follow. It's like, well, why is that? Mm-hmm. And and you know, potentially follow up with conversations or interviews if it's a, you know, if, if the team and the situation warrants that yeah. kind of uh, Oh, there's so much I could have done for like kind of research and, and kind mm-hmm. of promoting and pushing through. And we'll see if the organization is interested in kind of digging deeper on it. But it was, um, it was fun. Now I have to admit, because again, you being the um, arbiter of reflection. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That reflecting back, I was kind of a train wreck for the two days leading up to it. Mm. Maybe a few more days, but I can clearly reflect mm. that the two days before, I just, 
um, I was really, really nervous. And I don't, I normally get nervous before presenting, but not like this. I think the change in format, um, there were some issues with the technology that they kind of changed on me the day before. Um, Hmm. That was kind of frustrating where I was supposed to have a a producer who was going to kind of run all of my um, Q&A and the activities that I had Mm. planned. And then the day before they determined that with whatever tech they were using, it wouldn't work to do that. Isn't that that interesting? There's so much that people are bumping into right now specifically because of the need to, to fully adopt all this remote stuff. And and do, to do it so so broadly so quickly, it's um, I think you know people are naturally stumbling a little. Yeah, I mean you're absolutely right, and I know you've done kind of some some study and some looking at some of this. I'd be very curious in your your perspective. But it was it was one of those situations where the tech that they were choosing to use, um, the materials had to be in a very specific format. Um, I don't know why, but they had to be in PowerPoint. Nothing else would load into the tool. Mm. Um, And then um, I couldn't advance the slides and have someone else run the activities. Mm. The same person had to do both. Yep. Software as a service. It's a funny thing. So anyway. And uh, it's, yeah, I'd be. So I guess in my reflection Mm. of that, I don't know. there isn't anything I could have done differently to control for some of those tech things because it's exactly as you say. Everybody's kind of learning as we're shifting pretty quickly. Um, but I think I could have handled my um, myself and my emotions probably a little bit better. Performance itself, the presentation itself, I think went well. Um, I had a, some good feedback. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, I'm proud of that work. And mm-hmm. I'm pleased that that's done. What have you been working on? Uh, okay, so talking about something that is done, I say with a tiny asterisk at, at the end because it's, it's really, really darn close to almost done. All the major aspects are are completed. There's just sort of a final handoff. I have um, I've done four illustrations that comprise the the wrap or complete design of an arcade cabinet's outside. So cool. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's uh. It's one of those funny things. Um, because of you, I happen to own an arcade cabinet. All my fault. And exactly. It's your fault that I own an arcade cabinet. But like I've thought of this because I, um, m- my cabinet has blank sides and I've thought like, well. Because that would have costed extra. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, Okay. So just as a quick brief aside that, mm-hmm. what, 20 years ago? It was a while ago. So t- it precisely 17, years, 17 ago. years ago. Okay, so 17 years ago, um, Robbie and I were still dating, and I bought this used Street Fighter II arcade upright from basically like off the back of a van. <laughs> and I didn't know what I was doing. And it was a surprise. I didn't tell him anything. I just had it. And it was literally delivered in the middle of the night because these people serviced bars. Hmm. And they only serviced, of course, the equipment after the bars closed. So they Mm -hmm. delivered it after. You were out of town. Mm -hmm. But they delivered it after bar time. They probably, like, I don't know, maybe they stole it out of a bar. 
and <laughs> sure. brought it. I'm not exactly sure. You missed the payment. So right. This machine is yeah. a new home. And it never had any images on the side. So anyway, just no. little side. I think that I don't feel that that was the the situation. It was pieced together from a couple of things, right? So it was Yeah, you're right. They yeah. did. They picked they pieced it together from a couple of things cuz I got to pick a few things about like which version of Street Fighter. They mm-hmm. they told me which ones they had and then they put it together. And uh yeah, any so like I've thought about like what do I do? Like how could I do this art or whatever? But it's one of those things where it was like a a thing I thought of fondly and maybe I'll get to someday, but it's for me and it's got lower priority because, wow, do I have a big list mm-hmm. of things I'm curious about and stuff. So I never got to it. But then here you go. I have a, um, well, a, a, you know, a friend and uh, collaborator um, that I know that, well, he's building his own arcade machine. He's an engineer, mechanical and electrical and is... It's amazing. And, and I don't know if this is going to happen, but he talked about publishing his plans for it oh, in a cool. way. And I don't know if he's going to do like some, you know, fair little price. Cause you know, he, he may, you know, he, he has some thoughts about like what's out there right now. It'd be nice if some more things were available. And, and he did a cool sort of, it's a full size, large arcade cabinet, but, but um, made a little more efficient size and space wise because it's, it was built to hang on a wall. Yeah. So it has such a cool design. Yeah, and and he basically asked me to to illustrate the things and then I was debating as far as negotiating what have you. Um and cuz of course I wanted to do the, to the to do the project, but you know, it's it's real work and all that. Um <clears throat> you know, even for a friend, it's like, well, what makes sense here? And so uh, I, because of his particular skills, I actually got one of my classic game systems repaired. Such a great job too! Oh my gosh, and it was epic. And this so I like want to interview the, him. Yeah, to, oh, that'd to be tell great. that story because I mean, he, it was it's so the the game Don't system away. he repaired was the TurboGrafx sixteen, specifically the CD ROM attachment. And this thing I've had for over thirty years, and it's it it worked great until very recently. And oh boy, did it fall apart! <laughs> and anyway, it was epic, and I, I really want him to to tell that story because it's really. Oh, fun. we'll totally so. have to have him on and tell that story. That'll be wonderful. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, let's see. Um, so you've been. So I on traded the art. that. I did the art for his cabinet. And he he repaired my machine, which he completed, and so I'm really trying to get this artwork done. And it went through a variety of stages, of course. Um, I've actually podcasted about some of this kind of approach um, before where um, I, uh, I have a writer friend that I've, I've made a couple of book covers for. And um, in, in that case, we've done some approaches like the, the four-hour design project. Like it's a kind of a mini creative challenge experiment and you sort of go through where you, you thumbnail and you figure, you break down the big problem into small problems and think about what concepts do you want to convey? What kind of feeling do you want to have? What kind of thing should this also kind of look like and fit in with and all that? So we sort of did a version of that, but then of course it's played out over weeks and weeks, right? Yeah. Instead of four hours because... It was not a single illustration. No, you've got the, both the sides, the top of the machine, and yeah. then um, where the buttons are, right, where your hands go. Mm-hmm. And then you know the names for all these. And then what is it, like, where the monitor is? Those are all the pieces. Those are the pieces. That's Otherwise pieces. known as the side, 
the control surface, the bezel, and the marquee. Marquee and bezel. Those are the ones I couldn't remember. Yep. <laughs> That's fine. I didn't know all these, whatever. But yes, here you I am. did. You're so funny. You totally knew all those phrases. But all right. So that project is about to be handed off and sent to a printer to print what did on you, large vinyl and all that stuff. What did you love about it? Um, I I enjoyed the the sort of progression of problem solving and creative exploration to to generate ideas that were. This hodgepodge of, of stuff that, well, I'm pretty connect, connected to the subject matter. And then taking in like sort of this gallery of inspiration that um, my client had. And, well, it um, – this – I just was sort of trying to feel out. It's like where's the theme? What is, what, what, how does this make sense? Because you look at how a lot of people solve this. It's sort of like um, – it's – it's sort of a cover band version of an existing game uh, cabinet. Sure. Or it's just sort of fun and just like it's arcade and look at the stripes and high, bright colors or, you know, what. Yeah. But here we wanted to have like some illustrations that, that sort of meant something or were more evocative of the, the feel of the, well, of the time and of the games and the different sure. kind of experiences. What's it like to play games in arcade if you grew up with that, right? It just, it really, watching you work on the project, it really did seem to ignite um, a lot of kind of positive emotion from you. Like, mm. you know, you've you've always had a love of video games. And so to have this project be kind of looking at, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of like 80s arcade art inspiration mm -hmm. that you guys talked through and looked at. And then as you were kind of working on it, it just, it seemed to be a really joyful project for you. It was. And what's super funny is I did not expect the concept that got picked to be picked. And it, that concept had all these interesting layers and references for me as far as my my past and interest in games and whatnot. And um, I and it turned out it's kind of a complicated one that there's a mural of essentially three scenes on the side of the cabinet. And that's... I'm proud of it. I'm really happy of how it, uh, for how it came out. And I, I've, I thought about a ton of different kinds of projects that could come from it too. So, uh, yeah, interesting. So, yeah. So what was frustrating about the project? See, I'm making you reflect I'm, right here live. <laughs> Take that. You like to reflect right now, man. Person guy, whatever. All right. So what I like is, um, what I, what, what I don't know what's difficult. I mean, is, um, uh, the stage of the hunting and, and it's like, how long is this going to last of like, well, I've generated dozens of concepts. What did you hunt? I don't feel strong. So I think of, <laughs> uh, concepts, nice. hunting for concepts. Nice. Yep. And, and to find a strong one, it just, there weren't that many standing out. And so partial, and I didn't, the one that was picked, again, with the th sort of three scenes in one large mural, I didn't expect that one to get picked. So I, I was like continuing on like a bunch more examples. And all of a sudden, just sharing my work along the way, he was like, hey, wait a minute. Let's, do, let's go here. And so that was, that was nice. And I noticed that I, I felt a huge wave of relief <laughs> sure, to get that kind of focus. Like the design direction? Yeah. Nice. Because then the problem solving to get to the rest of the pieces to this, have this one harmonious cabinet, it, 
there was a foothold. There was solid ground to stand on because it was like, wow, here is a strong concept built off of that to solve these other illustrations. So, yeah, that's... Super cool. Yeah, it felt good. And uh, yeah, I, I like the work that happened. So That's great. Well, I'm excited for you to kind of get it completely... I know you said it's almost done, but to completely wrapped up. And then I don't know if or when you can share, maybe after we have him on the podcast and you can share more of your art... Yeah, I'll do. I've have I shared much? I've I've shared a little bit of it. You have publicly, shared some like of the some early drafts. Early yeah, some of the early drafts for sure. But out there. yeah, it's 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 a it's come a long way. So yeah, mm-hmm. really? more to come. Yeah, more to come. That's awesome. All right. So, what do you think about? I don't know. Just doing some picks. I love it. I love it. I'm excited about my pick today. Sweet. All right. Well. Well, and I'm you... hoping it's not a pick we just recently did. I actually threw caution out the window, and I'm 80% sure I picked a pick already. So it's kind of like the... This is like pick redo? Yeah. As, with an X. Redux. Isn't that how you say that? Mm. Mm. All right. All right. It's not cool to say it. Okay. So, I don't um, know. I have no idea. Um, I'll have to Google listen pronunciation to that. The etymology of... R- Redux. <laughs> It's probably quack, French, quack. probably French, right? I mean, who would quack quack? <laughs> sure, <laughs> a phonetic pun. All right, so sorry, how about, um, I'm like losing it here. I I apologize for my no problem. Um, terrible podcasting this evening. No, we should have started later though. That would have been good. Yeah. So what you had a art pick? I do have an art pick. Okay. Um. So my art pick today. <laughs> My computer wants to install updates. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, you, you, you look like you're podcasting. How about I <laughs> oh my gosh. update instead? Right. Okay. So um, my pick today for art comes from the wonderful um, Maris Wicks, who has done, um, is a comic artist and has done uh, several different things. I think she came first into my life. Um, with the Human Body Theater book, <laughs> yeah, which our ten-year-old um, child is obsessed with and has read about four hundred times, mm-hmm. and knows all of her knowledge of the human body comes from that book. And if any human body things come up, she immediately quotes the book and then has to tell you about it and 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 go through all that. So that's how it, she Maris first came into my into my life. But mm-hmm. she also has a book. Um, one of the um, science comic books, that's a series, right? So mm-hmm. I think we've talked on the podcast before about um, Anne and Jersey Drozd have done science comic rockets. Mm-hmm. Maris has done science comics coral reefs. So she's done this whole book about coral reefs and understanding the cities of the ocean and kind of what happens. But um, she also has, um, and you can go to her website and we'll put a link in the show notes to it, mm-hmm. um, the ability for you to, to make your own coral reef. And so it's a link and it's a downloadable um, PDF PDF coloring book, essentially. And it's all these beautifully drawn corals and puffer fish and jellyfish and just flounder, flounder fish. There's an octopus, um, just a lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and several copies of each. And we have been really enjoying 
um, coloring these pages. It's kind of a nice relaxing thing um, if we have, especially during, you know, this whole sheltering at home experience. Um, so we've been working on that and coloring those and it's been a lot of fun. So um, that's my pick. Everybody should color their own coral reef. Oh yeah. And get that comic book too. Um, what a great pick. Yeah. I mean, I've, 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 yeah, I've seen Maris talk and seen her works and all that. It's yeah, that's so awesome. Um, okay. You got some science for us tonight? I do. Interesting situation here with your art pick that is science comics, coral reefs, and my science pick that is all about making music. <laughs> Very artistic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's Sonic Pie. And I am <gasps> Yay, Sonic Pie. Fairly certain I've picked this before. Oh, but I think if you have, it's been a while. It has been a while. So Sonic Pie is an application you can run on a variety of desktop operating systems, Windows, Mac OS, and Raspberry Pi, and you can use it to make music. So, you know, interesting. Lots of other things can do that. But what what's wild is there's a... Well, a huge part of this is is coding. It's not like you you arrange triggering sounds over a timeline and picking samples through a user inter- interface. You, what you do is you run this app, and then there's a window to type text. And the text is, well, a coding language that lets you do things like, over the course of a loop, play some notes or mm-hmm. trigger some sounds and have them be of a specific character. So play a certain sound for a certain length of time or play a scale or it's got a lot of empowering sort of automation built into it, but it's like a really flexible toolkit where you can, you can do a little bit of coding to get a lot of sound and it's just really rewarding because of that. So yeah, you can put a lot together. Yes. You, um, I've used this this a few times in the past at uh, different workshops and stuff and events. And, well, I did one of my classic curiosity traps where dun, dun, dun. I plugged in. I had uh, Sonic Pi running on a Raspberry Pi plugged into a TV with keyboard and stuff on the table. And I set a couple of my, from my workshops, I, I chose to laminate some of the handouts. Yeah. And so they're sturdy and still around. Uh, and um, I'm like just set this here and see what happens. And so uh, when one of the kids wanted to take a break from, you know, their... um, Distance learning. Yep, distance learning situation. uh, This was there. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, what's... Just... Your trap worked. trap worked. You sprung your trap on the children (laughs) and they took the bait. They did. Little mice. They took the bait and they were curious. And and you can start out by just like hitting, uh, like play a note. And, you know, you can just type like play um, E2 or whatever, play E4 and um, and off it goes. And it's like, that's kind of neat. And because it's that kind of coding and structure and stuff, all of a sudden you go from that to like um, playing a ran- random note in a scale and it's looping. And all of a sudden you made it sound, you made it song in a way. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. So, um, yeah. Anyway, Sonic Pi, it's, it's empowering. It's fun to make music, and uh, it's it's going to get you playing with code as well. That's fantastic. It's a fun one. I really like Sonic Pi, and you've put together some really fun, simple and approachable um, lessons mm-hmm. for using Sonic Pi, and I know that's gone over really well, um, both in workshops you've done and now also with, with your very own 
chillins. Exactly. I grew a couple of students with your help. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that does wrap us up for today. Yeah. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our Art and Science Punks community. There are more ways to connect with us. You can find um, our workshop. Well, you can find my workshops and coaching information at mycoachkate.com. You can find Rob's coaching and workshop and other information. At robstenzinger.com. And you can get right there if you just go to robstenzinger.com slash store.html. Fantastic. Art and Science Punks can be found both on Twitter and Instagram. I can be found um, also on Twitter and Instagram as Kate Stenzinger. And I can be found on both as Rob Stenzinger. We're pretty findable. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope everyone out there is doing well, is taking good care of themselves and their um, loved ones, and um, that everybody is safe and healthy. Yeah, right on. Stay safe and, you know, follow the science and take care of your hearts with the arts. Nice. You worked in both art and science. Right on. Keep building, making, and sharing. That that actually feels much better to me because that I feel like I can talk like this and I can okay. talk like this. Sure. I can talk like this. I can talk like this. Or I can talk like this. Ha, 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 ha.